Hello, and welcome to the Art of Selling Online Courses. We're here to share winning strategies and secret hacks from top performers in the online course industry. My name is John Ainsworth, and today's guest is Monica Badu. Now, Monica is our in-house copywriter, and she works doing copywriting for all of our seven-figure clients and is also our copywriting coach for our group coaching program. She's helping our clients with their email promotions, their sales pages, that kind of thing. Now, before we start learning from Monica, I want to mention our sponsor. So today's sponsor is my company, Data Driven Marketing. And what we do is we help online course creators just like you to make more money from their existing courses, their existing traffic through implementing sales funnels. And so we help you convert more visitors to leads, more leads to sales, and those sales into higher revenue sales. We do that through email marketing, tripwire funnels, webinars, all kinds of clever stuff like that. If you want to know how much more you could be making from your courses, go to datadrivenmarketing.co slash calculator, fill in the form there, and we're going to figure out for you how much more you could be making. So Monica, welcome to the show. Nice to be here again. And hello to everyone. So what we're going to talk about today is high converting sales pages. So why should everybody care about high converting sales pages? What's the, what's the benefit they get from it? You need them to make sales. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, when you um, implement some of these elements that we're going to talk about in this uh, episode, it's going to be so much easier to monetize the traffic you already have without more hassle, without investing more, without like overwhelm and guesswork, because these things have been proven by other people, not just by us, that they work. and. It's going to be fun implementing them. You're going to see results pretty fast. Yeah, it's one of the things that's like reasonably straightforward. If people have got an email list of a certain size or a certain amount of traffic coming to their sales pages, if a smaller percentage of them buy, they make less sales. So you can have exactly that. But if you improve the sales page and you answer all the right questions and you have all the right bits of information in there and a compelling headline and everything that we're going to go through, you know, then a higher percentage of them convert, you get more sales. It's like, it's not rocket science, but it's pretty big deal. And a lot of people don't seem to pay a lot of attention to it. Any thoughts as to why people, is it that people don't know what to do or they don't think it's important? What do you reckon? It's a combination. It's, yeah, I don't really know what to do with it. I don't really know what works. Um, other people just use like the wrong kind of language or they just make it too promotional, which leads into the next thing. A lot of people avoid having sales pages because they think it's too salesy. So mm. then they just don't do it at all. Other people don't know the difference between having a sales page as opposed to having a product page or other landing pages in general. So when they actually do the change and implement and make a, a proper sales page, they start to see results pretty fast. Um, and we have one person in our group coaching program I hope I remember the numbers correctly. Uh, we had a hot seat with her, I think, two weeks ago. And she implemented some of the things that we discussed about her product page. She turned it into a sales page. And I think she said that the average order value for people who saw those pages and bought something uh, doubled. I think it was $1.40 and it went to more than two and something like that. I don't remember the exact figures, but it was like in just one week. Yeah. So it's pretty huge, right? It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. And it's awesome because when I talk about copywriting and sales pages with uh, online course creators, 
they look at me in disbelief <laughs> and they expect the whole process to be very messy and very overwhelming. It's because they don't really know what the structure is and what goes where and how they can address the whole thing with, hey, buy this without being aggressive. Yeah. And I think that's it. That's like a lot of our clients and probably a lot of people listening to this are thinking, I don't want to be too salesy. I don't want to be too pushy. I've seen sales pages where it's trying to make you feel bad if you don't buy the product and I don't want to do that and all of this kind of thing, you know, psychological bullying that you see people putting into their sales pages. Yeah, you really don't have to do that. So there are two things for every person. They either want to move away from a pain or they want to move towards uh, pleasure or an objective, something positive. Now, you can use both of those, like the psychological aspect of copywriting to get uh, them to take an action based on emotional trigger. It's up to you to decide which one you're going to choose, but you don't have to make your audience feel bad about what they what they are doing or not doing to get them to buy something. It's actually the opposite. Cool. Okay. So we've talked through why this stuff matters and why people should feel comfortable about doing it. They don't have to feel like they're going to be doing something against their values. So take us back. There was a point you made earlier about sales page versus a product page versus a landing page. Could you spell that out for everybody? Yeah. So the whole purpose of a sales page is to make a sale, right? That's what you want to do on that page. You don't want them to do anything else. You don't want them to be distracted by anything else. So usually when we have a sales page, we reduce the number of options a person has on that page. So we remove like the header, your normal menu with go to your blog, go to your contact, all that stuff. That just doesn't exist anymore. And we think of it as a journey and it takes people and it may, uh, it acknowledges what happened before, what they heard, what they read, or what they seen before to remind them why they are on the page and kind of give them like a sort of teaser and a reason for why they are on the page and what's going to happen on that page. It can be something, hey, um, you've done something before, and now you're seeing this because these two things are connected, or you showed us in a previous something, interaction, that you're interested in this specific topic. If that's the case, and if you want to make more progress, here's what we have for you right now at this point. Sometimes it can be something as simple as you received a gift just because you did this action before. And on that page, the only call to action we're going to have is for them to purchase something. And when I say purchase something, it doesn't have to be, yes, buy this now, buy this, buy this. No, it can be something more... Um, let's call it decent, something like, yes, I want to take action now or enroll now, join us, take action now, become part of this. You don't really have to actually use the word buy or purchase. That actually triggers people, but that's a different discussion. <laughs> so, okay. yeah, so on a product page, uh, that's usually something you'd have um, in an e-commerce setting. And it's part of your normal website experience. In fact, it's going to be a little bit weird to send someone from your normal website into a product page that doesn't look like a product page because those have some specific element, like the actual stars, like the reviews people have. Mm. Now, online courses and e-commerce don't really work hand in hand. These are kind of different models because uh, e-commerce 
take the assumption that the person who is looking at that is looking for a fast buy, a no-brainer purchase. With an online course, of course, the reasoning behind purchasing it is actually longer and more complicated. So a product page wouldn't necessarily work that well as um, a sales page would for selling uh, a course. And then any other landing page, obviously, any other landing page can be um, a teaser, can be a video, can be a lead magnet page. Every specific landing page would have a different objective. So that's why sales pages are very specific to one action, purchase this, and they invite the person who is going on it, who is looking at it on a journey towards figuring out how your course is going to help them. That's all that is. And that's how you basically frame it, if you want, for yourself. If you're resisting the whole idea of, I don't want to write a sales page because it's too aggressive. Got it. Okay. So a product page is more like an, an e-commerce type page. So it's going to mm -hmm. have, it's going to be part of the regular website. It's going to have certain um, elements that you just wouldn't have in this kind of sales page for online courses. There's all kinds of other landing pages. And then the sales pages that we're talking about, this is specifically getting someone to make the, make the purchase to buy the course, figure out if it's right for them. So what are the elements then? Someone's decided, yep, yeah, I'm comfortable with this. I know I should do a sales page. I want to do that. I understand what the idea is. What elements should every high converting sales page have? Okay, so we have a formula that we use that is based on 21 steps. The minimum you guys can use is something called the 15-step formula. Uh, me and Yosip, we just developed that based on other formulas to make it easy for people who join our group coaching program to actually implement things. And we break it down to, into a minimum of steps that need to happen or elements. Now, the first thing that a person sees when they go on your sales page is what happens in your hero section, which is basically above the fold which means that I don't have to scroll to see more. I'm just looking at the first screen and I get all the important information. And just by looking at that, I decide if I'm going to want to buy now or just continue scrolling or just go away from that. And in that hero section, we have a couple of elements. We have something called the uh, call out to your audience, which is something that I've mentioned before. It's um, a piece of text right to the top of your page which kind of tells them where they are and what they're seeing. People sometimes use um, attention-grabbing words like attention, warning, do not close this page or it goes away. Um, or it's just uh, something of the context, like why they are seeing this page. And it's something like attention, mothers-to-be. This is uh, for you because you have requested our lead magnet, something like that. Or you're seeing this, because we're sending your stuff in your inbox and it takes a little while to get it. So instead of waiting anxiously in your inbox, you can look at something that might help you with your action going forward. The next little bit is the headline. And now there are many, many different Anybody things. Anybody who's just listening to this and can't see it, Monica just lit up. Her whole face got excited because she so loves headlines. <laughs> and I'm with you, girl. It's like, I love headlines. I think they're the most fun part of sales pages. Yeah, Yosef is like, Monica, let's do 25, 50 or 100 headlines. You go. Go ahead. Have fun with it. <laughs> yeah, so there are many different formulas for writing headlines. Uh, I can't tell you which one is going to be like the most successful for you, you need to test and see exactly what needs to happen. Usually 
I have two variants. I either go with a promotional aspect of it, like um, get the get these courts for 50% off, but that works only in specific situations. Or the other thing I'm doing is I'm listing a pain point or a desire that my target audience has. So let's say my uh, customer avatar has a desire to lose weight in I know, 30 days. Then the headline is going to be, hey, mother-to-be or hey, new mom, if you want to lose 30 kilos in the next 30 days, this is the course for you or try this or 1,000 moms have lost 30 kilos in 30 days with this course. So that kind of uh, grabs the attention, it gives them social proof, it helps them identify with who they are and their desire. Again, many different formulas for headlines. You, If you like the whole idea of copywriting and testing it, just have some fun. Try to write 25 headlines and then decide on your best ones. Yeah, I learned that originally, I think, from Perry Marshall. Mm-hmm. A lot of people try to write a good headline. They're like, okay, I'm going to write a really good one. And I found this to be way easier. You just write 50 and you just let go. You don't, none of them have to be any good. You just start writing. You get your swipe file. You get your temp, uh, headline templates. You can Google and find stuff for that. We've got tons that we use. And you just start going. And somewhere in there, you'll find a good idea. You'll find, ah, I think that might work. And then you can go down that rabbit hole and write another 10 that kind of like that. And eventually you get to something. I don't know if that's the same way you do it, but like that's for me, I found that so much easier than sitting down and thinking, going, how can I craft the perfect one straight away? Well, I usually go through the customer avatar or customer language document and I make a list of all the words that repeat very often in relation to their pain points or to the benefits that they want. And then with that in mind, I try to apply them to the formulas that we have. Sometimes it works really fast. Other times it takes longer. Um, something that we say in the agency, it's better to strive for an eight and then a 10 in the first place. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, eight is the new 10, isn't it? It's like get yeah. something that's good to start with and then we can always optimize from there. Yeah, exactly. So um, we've got the headline, we've got the the call out to our audience Mm -hmm. Um, what's next we usually have some kind of sub headline which offers like a quick explanation of uh the big promise that we made them right so that can be again something that your audience has told you especially if you have um language from people who are non-customers and people who are customers because the customers tell you the exact transformations they had and that's perfect to use in your sub headline Uh, Then we have um, the call to action, which is a button. And then on that button, we usually don't use buy this, get this now, purchase this. It's more like a subtle way. Yes, I want to join. Yes, I need this now. Yes. Basically, you are um, inviting your audience to say yes themselves rather than you trying to force them to say yes in your in your terms you're just allowing them to say yes and what i found fascinating with that button is it's the one thing on the page that it should be almost in their words not in your words it's like it's not you talking to them anymore it's their button to click on yeah so it's like i want this is them saying it whereas the rest of the page is us talking to them it's interesting isn't it and not a lot of people kind of get that 
grok that difference between the two? Uh, yeah, actually, throughout your entire page, you need to make your reader to say yes as many times as possible. And people who have objections, they will need many instances when they're saying yes to actually get to the next step. So the actual button, if it contains a yes, then that's like the first iteration of them saying an actual yes to your offer. Mm. Or yes, this is me. Yes, I'm considering joining this. Now, under the button, we usually have some smaller bits like get lifetime access or money back guarantee because those reinforce the message and take away some of the risk and answer some objections from the get-go. Like some people would be asking, okay, I want this. Yes, this sounds like it's me. But what if this, this doesn't work? Am I covered? And then you have that small text that says lifetime access and uh, money back guarantee, no risk, something like that. And then under the button, whenever it's possible and it makes sense, we uh, have a countdown that works so well for urgency and scarcity. And that is actually real urgency or scarcity. It's not like if you enter again, you're going to see that again. It, no, it's just then on that page. That's very important because um, customers nowadays are smart and they know how the internet works. They know how sales pages work. So if you're trying to fake it, they're going to know. Okay, so that's the hero section. Usually in here, we might have a video whenever we have mm -hmm. that available. Sometimes we don't really have it, but if you have it, it's like a maximum of two to three minutes. And it basically is a summary of what they're going to read on the actual page. And what's important is that you need a call to action at the, at, the, at the end of it. Tell them what they need to do. Something like if this sounds like, like something uh, that you'd need or that you'd want, click the button, say, yes, I want this uh, now. Yes, I want to join now. And be part of our community or get to instant access when you hit the button, something like that. So it's important to tell them to take an action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to make it really simple and straightforward for people, haven't you? A confused yep. customer never buys. You've got to say, this is the next thing. If you if you like this, do that. It's like, just make it really simple for people. They've got busy lives. They've got other stuff going on. There are so many pictures of kittens they could go and look at. It's like, don't make them have to think too hard about what the next step is. Just let them know. Yeah, and something I would also add right here since we're talking about the hero section, you need to take into account what they have seen and heard before and make sure that the page they are on now either has similar copy or a similar tone of voice and some design elements. They don't have to be powerful or they don't have to be really smart, but they do have to be in tone with what they've seen before. Because uh, there's something in your brain that triggers when you are subjected to a swift change of pattern. It's similar to going into another room really fast and then forgetting why you're in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting enough sleep still, Monica. <laughs> well, Chaldini explains it. It's not me. It's not that my memory is off because I had a baby. No, it's actually... Um, our survival instinct. And whenever we are faced with um, fast change of pattern, design, image, whatever, our brain freezes for a moment as it tries to take in the new environment. And you're like, okay, what happened? And on the page, it's like, what is this? Why is this so different? Something is off. 
So since we're still talking about the above the fold part. Got it. Okay. So anything else above the fold? Um, no, just like have a headline that grabs your attention, that is clear, have a subheadline. Both of them should in some form reflect their customer language, have a clear call to action that gets them to say yes, avoid buy or purchase, try to use some urgency or scarcity and have the call out. Make sure they know why they're on the page and what's about to happen. Great. All right, cool. So what's under the fold? What's next? The way I explained it to the people in our group coaching program, it's a section called PAS, Problem Agitate Solution. It's a very basic copywriting framework and many people are using it. So this can be one section, it can be two sections, it can be actually three sections on your page. It kind of depends on um, how much stuff you have about the problem and your solution. Yep. So something that I've seen many people do and what we're doing is first we try to explain the problem, describe it in a way that they're trying to see, yes, this is kind of like me. And if you've ever bought something online, like really fast, uh, the person that got you to buy it probably made you say, how the hell does he know what's in my head? Mm. And that's the purpose of the problem. Now, the purpose of the agitate is to make the problem feel even more intense. This doesn't mean that you're pushing them to buy. This just means that you're making them aware of the different um, downsides of not taking action right now. And you can even describe that problem and to agitate it with like social proof and something like if you're a photographer, photographer, you can say something studies have shown that six out of 10 photographers have this problem and it results in missing opportunities with new clients. It results in um, bad health because they don't get enough sleep at night and all that stuff. You don't have to invent this. Uh, if you have a survey, you can actually use your survey and use it to add more social proof and to agitate the problem. And you can use uh, customer language in here and you can tell them uh, students that uh, came to us um, one year ago or when we started, they told us that the main uh, problem they have with not doing this specific thing is that it's costing them this, 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 and that they would like to be able to find a solution that allows them to stop losing uh, nights over worrying about blah, blah, blah. And then you introduce a solution, which is basically your course or your framework. And that section could actually um, begin with introducing the solution to your sleepless nights. This course, blah, 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 blah. Um, so that's an example of how to use problem agitate solution. Now for the solution in itself, um, you can do plenty there. If you can either have like a video or you can either have like a, a big benefit, a big promise that asks people, would this be something you want? And then you ask them to continue reading or you give them some copy that makes them say yes in their head. And it's like, yeah, this sounds like this is for me. Let's see what else is there. What can I get more for this? Um, nice. This takes us to the next section, which is something that can be um, speed results and or future cast. It's and or because some people don't really have the information about how fast a person can get results. And this answers to a normal objection 
someone who's first who's seeing your course for the first time is going to ask something like okay this sounds amazing how fast am i going to see results or how are other people getting results with this and you answer that with either again uh, survey from your audience or with actual case studies or testimonials from your clients now that's where the or comes because not everyone has good testimonials that they can use where your people actually said well without even going through the entire course i was able to achieve this uh, benefit or this transformation and that way you just let them sell basically for you you don't have to come up with any um unproven pitch let's call it that yeah now if you don't have a uh, speech result and you're not comfortable with that you can go straight to future cast. Now, future cast is uh, basically a scenario that you describe it using as many senses as possible to get your audience to identify with the transformation that your course can offer. And usually it starts with something like imagine, picture. And these are very powerful words that when, even when reading, it actually creates an image in their head. Mm-hmm. Now, to, for that image to be clear, you need to be very specific in your, um, in your copy. And for it to make sense, you need to know your customer avatar. You need to know what their normal day is like. Are they drinking coffee? Um, do they have a problem with specific um, pains in their body? Um, I know, are they struggling with imposter syndrome in a specific um, situation of their life? Maybe they are copywriters. <laughs> And copy most like most copywriters struggle with imposter syndrome. So I would do like imagine what it would be like to start writing an awesome email sequence without hearing that voice in the back of your head saying, you stuck at this. There are other people better than you. Imagine what it would be like to sit at your desk, opening your laptop with a smile on your face. Um, I know sipping on coffee and just typing really confidently because you no longer feel that you have an inner enemy that keeps you from getting like the best results or whatever, something like that. Other people uh, can use a visual representation of, I know, if you're, for instance, selling art classes. Imagine what it would be like to stay to, yeah, to lay back in your art space in your workspace smelling all the different oils that you use to create an amazing piece of art that blah 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 blah, all that stuff yeah i think of this this process as such a beautiful thing that you can do for somebody because you're saying to them i understand your problem i understand what it's like being you there's not many people get why this is difficult but i get it And then you're helping them to think that through and like what problems that's going to cause them in the future with the agitate section. And then as you get into the solution, you're saying we can help you with that. As long as you've got something that can actually help them with that, you're Mm -hmm. helping them to understand how could that change their life? It's got to be completely true. But like if you have something that is going to change that and has helped other people in the past, if they don't understand how that's going to be for them, if they can't see what their life's going to be like afterwards, they won't get it. But if they do get it, they're going to get this experience of being in their workspace and smelling all those oils and what have you. And you're helping them to be able to see this is a future for you that is better than what you're currently on track for. And we can help you to get to it. 
we can help you to make your life better. We can help you to achieve the things you want to achieve. It's just such a wonderful thing to be able to do for somebody, to help them to see that. Yeah. And I just feel like mo- a lot of people miss out on this because they think, oh, no, 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 it's about being aggressive and lying and telling people stuff that's not true. Or I just tell them about the features of the product and I don't mention anything about emotion at all. And both of which are like so missing out on this opportunity to help people. And I really feel that's what sales pages do. Yeah. And your people have told you that if you have a survey, they told you what was the transformation and how it helped them. They have told you that. And it's your job to help other people who have the same issue to understand how your solution could work for them so they can improve their life as well. Because it's not just one aspect of their life that you're helping them. You're basically reducing worry and concern or pain in a specific um, area of their life that is actually impacting their their entire life. So if you can't sleep at night, you're probably not doing very well at work or at school. You're probably very angry at people around you. You want to isolate yourself so you're not enjoying life as well. You have pain in your body because you're not taking rest. So basically with that future cast scenario, you help them imagine what it would be like if those problems no longer exist Mm, and giving people hope yeah you give people hope and you are actually doing something uh psychologically to them that gets them closer to taking an action it doesn't necessarily mean to taking an action to buying your course but Mm. to taking an action to achieving their specific objective because in their head they are imagining the results and they are leaving the results especially if it's described really well and uses the right emotional triggers they are feeling and living that future cast that's why it's so important they're like already there nice okay so we've gone through all these steps so far we've done pain and agitation and solution and we, we might have done um future casting mm-hmm. what's next what happens after that well Usually you can either do talk about the benefits right here or meet the instructor. It kind of depends on your specific industry and what people care about. There are specific uh, industries for online courses where people care about the credentials of the instructor, right? So it's like, this is amazing. Yes, the problem is true. I know, yeah, I'm really aware of what happens if I don't solve this problem. Um, Yes, I want that future cast. Yes, I want those results. But are you like real? Are you for real? (laughs) Who's doing this? And that's a massive opportunity for you to use social proof to to make a difference with yourself, with your personal brand in this entire industry. That's where you say, hey, my name is Monica. I teach this specific audience how to fix this specific problem using this specific solution. I have three best sellers in this specific industry and I have helped over 10,000 people achieve this benefit or this transformation before. Uh, I have worked with companies or companies like these have uh, purchased my course to train their employees. I got this award or this celebrity said this thing about working with me or i am um i've been featured on this podcast you can actually use like icons a line of icons right under your meet the instructor section 
um, that feature where you've been featured as well, like in media, podcasts, press, uh, TV shows. You can even have pictures of you and Oprah on her show. <laughs> it doesn't matter that Oprah didn't try your course. You've been there, so you can actually benefit from Oprah's reputation to get more credibility. Okay, now let's talk about the benefits. All right, cool. So benefits are a massive, massive part of your sales page. Usually you'd have like some bullet points. That's like the minimum, three bullet points, let's say, that explain how specific elements of your framework or of your course help people achieve specific benefits so that they can achieve a transformation. It's like a formula. Use this or this lesson, this concept is going to help you achieve this benefit so you can sleep more at night or whatever. Now, you can use benefits throughout your entire page. It doesn't have to be just one section. But if you, I know, if this is overwhelming and feels confusing or whatever, you just don't want to do it, just make sure that you have at least one section that talks about the benefits. And it can be something very minimal, like major benefit, subheadline, and then four columns or three columns that have an icon representation and then spelling out how this concept is going to achieve you get this benefit so you can enjoy this transformation. You can do just that. Or you can break it down into multiple benefits and you can actually use testimonials or case studies to support that benefit or transformation. It kind of depends on what you have at hand. All right. Great. <laughs> So this is, and anybody who's listening is just thinking, I just put in the features in the course is probably like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm missing out on so many bits now, but there's more, isn't there? So once yeah. we've gone through the benefits, what's, what's the next section after that? Well, you can have a dedicated section with social proof where you only have like testimonials. Ideally, you don't need a thousand testimonials. You can use like three testimonials, but those te testimonials are really good and they walk the person reading that through the before and after transformation. Mm -hmm. So when, before I discovered this course, I was struggling with this specific um, issue. I was confused and looking for a solution. And then I found this solution with this course and I was amazed to see the transformation. So that would be like a skeleton of what you'd like, like a really good testimonial to say. If you don't have that, Use as much, as many testimonials as you have. You can use YouTube comments. You can use um, comments from your actual uh, learning area. You can use reviews from Facebook. You can use even the stars. Like nine, 90 people um, review this to be like five stars out of five, whatever. Whatever you can use, put it there. Because if you don't have it, it's going to look weird. And it's going to trigger people. Because at this moment, they're looking to see have other people had success with it what yeah. are the, the what are the results other people had yeah and that's like a totally reasonable thing in the in the buying cycle isn't it to be going through to think okay this sounds good but does it definitely work and so they've got that question in their mind and so you've got to answer it right you've got to be able mm -hmm. to say yes this does work for people like you and here's some proof of it so that they can go okay cool oh well maybe i'll get it then as well yeah, exactly. You can do plenty of social proof in here, but let's just use the testimonials as an example on how you can actually improve uh, your sales page. Now, the next thing is off is presenting the offer in detail. And when I say that, I don't mean if you have 100 lessons, 
list them there. You get 100 lessons. Here's what you're going to learn in every one. You can go with tell, telling them exactly what they're getting for this price. So it could be we have 18 modules. And in these 18 modules, we present our framework, which teaches these three strong tactics to help you fix this issue or get this benefit. And then you can break them down if you want by benefit or by transformation. Other people are using, and I'm using that as well. I have a summary of what of the each 18 modules aims to achieve, but it's not a feature. It's not like in this module, you're, get, you're gonna get 10 video lessons uh, recorded in HQ quality. No, it's in this module here. You, if you're struggling with this pain point, you're gonna see this transformation because we're teaching this specific part of our framework. So again, it's more about the benefits and transformations rather than the features. All right. Which takes us to the bonuses, which are awesome. Always have bonuses. <laughs> so bonuses are um, things that are really valuable and that people won't be able to get them individually on your website. It can be worksheets, it can be templates, it could be I know audio files, whatever extra things that they will only get if they buy this course make it as valuable as possible and put that like this bonus is uh, worth, I know, $1,000. It's going to be amazing if your course is like 199, they're going to be like, so I'm spending 199, but I'm also getting a bonus that's worth $1,000. That's amazing. Okay. Now we have the guarantee. Guarantees are the best way to reduce friction, confusion, and basically remove any objections. If you don't have a guarantee, make it, make one. It could be one day, it could be three days, five days, seven days, 30, it doesn't really matter. When you're offering a guarantee, you're giving your person a uh, peace of mind because they know that they can try that without a risk. If it turns out that it's not for them, it's not for them and that's fine. You don't really have to be for everyone and it's really impossible to help everyone with what you do. So that's why it's important to give them that peace of mind so they can buy it feeling safe, feeling protected, knowing that they're not going to be taken advantage for. Yeah. So it's, it's really for those people who are kind of on the fence, isn't it? Who are like, I like the sound of this, but I don't know for definite. Mm -hmm. What if maybe this is wrong or that's wrong or what have you that maybe isn't covered in your sales page, whatever. They see there's a guarantee. They're like, oh, okay, cool. I can buy it. I can try it. And then if it's not right, I can send it back. No yeah, big deal. Exactly. It's still a bit of hassle for them, but it's not it's it's not the risk of their money anymore. Like we I'm a huge fan of trying to make the guarantee as kick ass as possible. Um, this is something I've, I've learned about from Perry Marshall in terms of he does a lot of stuff around his uh, unique selling proposition being based around the guarantee being amazing. And so we've done that with our program. I think a really good guarantee should make you feel a little bit sick like oh god well, i don't want to what, what so like with our program with our instant course sales program it's an eight-week program including a lot of our time spent helping people and at the end of the eight weeks if people aren't happy they can get all their money back and it's like it kind of does make me feel a little bit like oh that's a bit too much isn't it but i think from the person who's going through it it's like well that's amazing i have no risk here i can go yeah. through it i can try it all out i can do everything in there and I don't even have, I have a whole eight weeks to be able to make that decision if it was right for me. And it, nobody needs to actually take that, but it's like it gives them that peace of mind you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. And also if you've done your research and you know 
your customer avatar inside out and you know how you can help a specific type of person, then you're not really going to see that many refunds. Mm. Because you've done your positioning right, you know the language, you know exactly how you can help a specific type of person. Now, obviously, you can't be perfect. Some people will wiggle in, but that's totally normal. It's part of life. It's part of running an online business. Okay. Are there any more elements or we, is that everything? I have two more and I'm going to be really fast because okay. we've been over our time. So the last two things are close with a reminder, which basically summarize what you're getting because they've been through a lot of things and you need to remind them at every step you can what they're getting. So what they're getting, where they're getting 18 modules that are going to help with achieving this benefit. You're getting this bonus, which is worth this much. You're also getting this bonus and you're also getting money back guarantee and some other things that you might have. And then you, again, do the call to action, get the button, get the countdown if there's anything, any countdown available. And then you end the page with frequently asked questions. And now that is a major, major section because if, you know, people are distracted, they surely didn't read any, like every word on your page. But if they got to the what's um, to the summary, like what's included in this offer, and they still haven't taken action, it means that you haven't really answered all their objections. And that's the purpose of the frequently asked questions. You list all the objections they might have. You give them all the details, like how am I going to get access to this? Is this lifetime access? Do I have to download anything? Am I going to get this in the mail? You basically answer all potential questions people have about your product. And you don't really have to invent anything because your customers and non-customers have already asked those questions. Look at your surveys, look at your customer support, look at even the refund requests and see what were the questions or reasons people had to not take action. And that's basically it. All right, that's all. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're thinking, Okay, that sounds, I get it overall. There's a lot of different steps to go through, but it sounds a little bit tough or tricky. It's what we're here to help with. You know, we've got our instant course sales program. If you've got courses and uh, website traffic and an email list, then uh, feel free to hit us up about getting in touch. Monica's helping people out all the time with their sales pages and their emails and everything with the copy. So it's what we're here for. We are here to help if you need it. So thanks so much, Monica. Um, really appreciate your time on this. And I think everybody would have found that super useful. So if you did find the interview useful, then please give us a review wherever you listened uh, and come join us in the Advanced Course Creators Facebook group. You can find us on Facebook, just search in the Advanced Course Creators group. <laughs> um, and you'll be able to hear it. You'll get able to get early access to future interviews and support with growing your online course sales. So thanks very much again, Monica. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.